Hello there. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Deck, and I'm joined with Claudia with a K and Key. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about Bill. Let's see it, sure. So, guys, I our alleged script. I haven't put anything in to our alleged script. So, kick us off with the story. Key, do you want to give us an idea what the story was? I mean, you seem to have the most... Hold on, hold on. I think you have the most notes on a bell here to hand. Not in a script format. Well, seeing as it is a musical, I think you can start it off by describing it as She's just a girl. He's just a boy. She's got childhood trauma from her dead mother. Could it be any more obvious? Well, in this case, we get a mixed smash of a story dealing with social anxiety, online anonymity, and the closest thing to Disney suing someone for using the same public domain story that they themselves used. Wait, what? Yes. Disney, a company built upon using public domain stories. Like what? I I wonder. Most of the Disney princesses. Wreck-It Ralph? Mm, I mean, the movie is called Belle. That Mm. should give us a hint. Rings a bell. Get it? Get it, get it, get it. Now that was a cheap joke. I was going to ding something metal, but I don't know how that'll come out on mic. Ding! I'll do. So, in Bell, we see an online world filled with avatars, akin to Player One, and how one girl finds her voice again through this online world. During her time there, she crosses paths with the Beast. Dun dun dun! Oh, I know. He was talking about Beauty and the Beast. Wait, what? What's my prize? One point for Claudia. Yay! Where, where? So is this like one point per correct answer? Do you get any like minus points for incorrect answers? Or I don't make up the arbitrary rules. I just enforce them. Good, 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 good. So in Finding the Beast, she becomes fascinated with finding out more about them and the person behind this beast terrorizing the online world. Or is he just misunderstood? I mean, they don't understand me. I hate these, like, it's the Beauty and the Beast idea of a kind of a story. Do you know what I mean? Just leave it as the classical Beauty and the Beast. You don't need to, like, you know, reinvent the Beauty and the Beast story. It's a classic, right? I mean, the tale is as old as it's t- as the time, you know? As the clock, even? There was a clock in Beauty and the Beast, right? I was trying to quote Celine Dion's lyrics, or whoever wrote it. I was just about to break into um, the Tears. Titan- no, <laughs> Titanic song, Celine Dion. Um, but I won't. I'll, I'll save my co-host's airs this time. Um, and I'll peek the mic. So, likes. Um, so, look, I'm just going to go first because I feel there's so little that I liked about it. It is kind of one of those films where I didn't really, you know... The concept of it, I suppose the cover art, the trailer and all that kind of made it an interesting eye catcher. It didn't really kind of give me much more than that. And I suppose when I sat down with the film, similar to Nimona, I didn't really feel like it was kind of 
kicking off. I didn't feel like it wanted to kind of go anywhere. Um, it just kind of felt like, yeah, it, you know, there was a, a particular scene at the start where, you know, it's a it's the traumatic event, I guess, is is the easiest way to, to describe it. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm misunderstood by this. Maybe this film is going to take it a different direction. And I don't think I really followed up on that um, without jumping to my dislikes. But that was a very strong like. I just wish there was more of it. However, though, it was a good idea of like a coming of age story. I think the kind of teenage aspect of it, the kind of love aspect of it was quite good. But the online stuff I felt was very... um, I just felt the online stuff was just very cliched. Very, eh, whatever. Of course, I do think at times, visually, it is good. There is some good shots in this. There's some very good colours popping up on screen. And there's a good vibrancy to it. But yeah, I mean... That's kind of it for likes, really. There was another scene, I suppose, a traumatic scene towards the end of the film that I enjoyed, I guess. um, In the sense that I thought it was very well constructed. But it just... It was too little too late for me on that side. So I'm kind of meshing in my likes and my dislikes here. But I will describe more of my dislikes in, I suppose, our dislikes section. Um, But yeah, I mean, as you're probably guessing from my initial thoughts on this. Eh. Key. Um, I know you you seem, I suppose, a little bit more positive after the watch of the film. Uh, Was there anything in particular that stood out to you as... Yeah, I like that, or I enjoy that, or that brought a smile to my face. Uh, well, for myself, I think there are some interesting visual scenes that we see throughout the movie. Um, so, Belle, the character in this, their online avatar, is a diva. So, we get to see quite a few musical numbers. Good way to introduce them into the film that way. And some of the concert scenes, we see that Belle performs are these massive, larger-than-life, only possible in a virtual world online and i think that's quite good we also have the character designs of the bell character herself and the beast they fill their roles of what they're supposed to be in the story but they also are a little bit new visually so it is a bit of a mix-up so like we are retreading an old story we have seen these characters illustrated uh different times before and this one it's different but the same. And I kind of like when art does that. Uh, I will actually bring in here. The character designs themselves were actually done by the same person who worked on Frozen and Big Hero 6 at Disney. Yeah, I could definitely see that influence actually in, in some of the character designs, right? Especially the, the online stuff, I guess. You could see that, you know, if it was the same person or... The influence of it there you could see that healthy mix you know especially big hero 6 there was definitely that kind of a vibrancy to it um with it being an online world as well i t- kind of thought yeah that that's a good kind of place to come from with that so with it being the same uh designer that you could definitely see a few you know references there a few alike you know he's coming from the same 
he or she's coming from the same idea block, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, it is nice that you get a little bit of that Disney flair as well in this, but is as it's being brought forward by a different director, you're getting a bit of a different vision there. So mm. it's a bit of a mix-up. So it's not just the same as Disney films as you've seen before. Another example of a scene I found quite interesting was they were depicting, let's say, a war going on in group chats, which is visualized quite well with uh, board game pieces. I think I'm not too familiar with board games, but I think it kind of reminded me of things like maybe Risk or um, is it Settlers of Catan or something where there's different hexes and tiles oh, yeah, and factions. Yeah. Yeah. Catan, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you see characters, actions, social actions, even talk to people being bouncing to the different counters of the different groups and clans and then go, trying to bring down this uh, war going on online in the DMs. And I thought that was kind of interesting rather than just having characters talk to each other, try and do this in, let's say, a macro view sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um. There was also some good parts on the supporting characters. The cackling best friends as manager definitely has some funny moments along this. Where you can't tell if they're going to go quite evil, but they're clearly loving the power that they have. And one scene I think that does need to be mentioned that works quite well in this is... I'll just call it the train station scene. This is a great use of silence, both dialogue, both confident and awkward, visual, acting... And it kind of runs on quite a while, but it does keep you engaged the whole time. And it does heavily rely on what have been supporting characters in the film. But what's best for it? It's, you're saying this is, can be a coming of age movie. And this is, let's say, a coming of age scene in a movie. As good to see the classic done well. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's probably the most strongest aspect of it, I guess, um, of the film as a whole. But that scene in particular, yeah, it is definitely the most. It it, it definitely helps that whole idea of the story. And I think it was, you know, when I see animated films and I'm always like, it's a shot that lingers. But that shot that did linger for, I don't know, a couple of minutes at least while all this action is happening... It did feel like, let's just sit and watch. Let it just pause and let's just see, I suppose, natural lives just play out, you know. Um, and not try and make it cartoony or anything like that. Yeah, I think it does it quite well because, you said, the scene itself, let's say, is stationary. So the only movement we're getting is the characters themselves and the performance of the voice actors. So it goes all the way even down to subtleties being done well. Hmm, hmm. Good, good, good. Any other things that you would say that you liked about the film or enjoyed even? Mm, I think one last thing of the film, which I don't want to get too spoiled, but how the film ended, I'd say, uh, some mechanics in that, I kind of liked how it did because it, for me, it kind of felt like the right amount of level of resolution. Mm. Uh, I felt happy. I didn't feel like I needed more, like I had to have more, which is nice on a film that you feel... Yeah, I won't go more anymore because risk of spoilers, but I just felt like it handled it well and was a better way than if things are too open-ended or too closed. Mm. And one thing, I don't know if this would be a like per se, but uh, there is a scene where a character is, let's say, unwell in the stomach. 
and this film actually went and showed it happening. So typically, when I've watched anime, uh, there's people that would know the genre or medium would know the censoring using rainbows to yeah, affect. Yeah, it's the kind of it's nearly the whole. It's nearly cliche at this stage of just that river of rainbow flowing flowing out of somebody's mouth, and it's just like, hey, look, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm glad this film tried to, you know, I suppose move away from that, you know, uh, yeah. not go over the rainbow this time. Yeah, it's not necessarily it's a nice to see, but I appreciate that they took the leap. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I kind of, for myself, I, I suppose looking at the individual um, aspects of, of the movie that you like, I, I do have to admit I'm in agreement with you here. I suppose from my perspective, I was pretty hyped up about this movie. I mean, geez, I bought the Blu-ray uh, myself for a change. To be honest with you, I, I like the soundtrack. I like the whole premise. I was like, ooh, fresh take on, on Beauty and the Beast that perhaps I wouldn't have seen uh, before. As a matter of fact, with the kind of online presence, it reminded me of a Polish movie I've seen years ago called Suicide Room. That kind of, you know, struggled teenager perspective and the, as I said, the online world. Now, this was only from the trailers and the cover. Anything after that went kind of downhill for me. This does bring me nicely uh, to the dislikes. I hate having to do to do this or, or even to say this about any movie. But for me, Belle overall was very forgetful. I was expecting much more from from it and like from its reviews, from what I've seen and read up about it. I suppose the kind of the general dislikes for me, the, the pacing of, of the movie, the, the color scheme, even you mentioned some of the, the visual um, effects as well. And yeah, absolutely. I, I understand that some of those scenes are visually powerful. But then in between all of that, you have drawings of the characters in relation to the background that were just completely off for me. And yes, that could be particular style of of making these. But look, just from my perspective, it was doing my head. And to be honest with you, as I was uh, watching it, and even after a while, I I found the soundtrack really annoying. I'm really sorry, guys, but it is actually first one for me. Where if I can be honest, if I was to see it at the cinema. I would seriously consider walking away halfway through it. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to kind of keep my dislikes until Key goes through first. Um, but yeah, because uh, I suppose this is, just to kind of give a bit of a segue through, this is one of those films where I think we all kind of came away from a kind of go, mm, really? You know, it, it. I think that's the. it's the first of our podcast where I definitely think, you know, if you've been following us, you're definitely thinking, ooh, is this a maybe see it? Is this a don't see it? This film, there are some that don't see it. This is a film from the same director as Wolf Children and Samurai Champloo. And it was upon their merit that so many people were looking forward to this movie. Now, myself, I haven't seen, I think, as many of the previous works, but it put the film on my radar. I try not to get hyped, but... 
I still kind of feel this movie was nearly overhyped for me. It was lower than I had hoped to see uh, when I went into it. So some examples for how we came to that is who is the beast is a big plot point in the movie. But for me, the suspect was pretty clear from early on, but the reveal doesn't happen until much later into the film. This feels like unnecessary runtime padding and it does kind of make the film overstay its welcome I don't think it has the strength to really hang on to that much extra runtime. Now, the exception, the train station scene is, you could call that technically long, but it is really well done. Because that is one moment where the animators on subtle movements and voice actors got to shine. But other stuff, it just felt slow and not having much point to it there. Uh, second one is the... You have a pop point of trauma giving you superpowers, let's say, and that's a bit strange. And I don't think it's a good message to be bringing into a film either. Um, it kind of becomes a bit tropey, and yeah, I it doesn't, I think, really improve the film that much. And it's going to kind of bring down the messages that could be taken away from this film in a positive sense because. There are characters in this, it seems to be that's one definition that let them rise to these great heights in this online world. And I found that a bit problematic. Uh, Another one I dislike to see, but I think we all had a bit of a chuckle with this, which is the zoom in and enhance meme is real. Yes, yes it is. (laughs) For all the wrong reasons. And yeah, as I said, I think the film overstayed as welcome a bit so i think it is too long takes too much time to get on with the actual story and instead choosing to bask in visuals rather than moving on with character development yeah um i suppose look the reason i wanted to go last in this segment um was to kind of just kind of see your points and kind of just go i pretty much agree with all of them um but to kind of go through each of them in a little bit more detail for myself. Yeah, I mean, Bell is kind of forgetful in that sense of, like, visually there is some nice shots. Yes, there is some really nice popping shots. But, like, this film is pushing the two-hour mark. Only some nice shots isn't going to hold a runtime for you in the animated category. You know, visually, anyway, for for sure. Story-wise... Yeah, I mean, the, the who is the beast is a huge plot point. And I feel it really, really does weigh down the second act to the point where you're already kind of thinking, maybe the reason they're lingering on this so much is there is a twist. It wasn't a twist. Um, you know, we, we were all kind of like, oh, it seems like the most obvious kind of answer is going to start coming up. So um, it did feel, Ugh, really? Yeah, like, even when the reveal came, I think one of you looked to me is like, oh, it's always, it's like, that was not a twist. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, 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 it's like, oh, wow, look at this amazing twist. And it's kind of like, yeah, cool, whatever, we've kind of seen this stuff before. Um, and it really does hold back the second act. And yeah, I mean, that really doesn't accommodate the pacing of the film. It definitely just, 
feels way too bloated for what it is for the story it's trying to tell. Um, this could easily have been an hour 10, an hour 20 with a bit of sharper pacing. Moving on to another point, the direction. Um, I know you, you referenced the director um, who did Wolf Children and um, Samurai Shampoo. I think this was extremely poor direction. It just felt, for lack of a better term, directionless. It just felt, oh, this is a cool idea. Let's put this in. Ooh, we're going to come back to this now because this is cool. Let alone that might be in the hands of an editor or a producer or anything like that. But considering this was, you know, I suppose, lack of a better term, you know, a, a big, a, trying to be the big hit, you know, of like, hey, we're doing um, Beauty and the Beast again, but now it's an anime. But it just felt see- so, ugh, like, you just felt excited by the premise. You didn't actually look for much more behind it. But that's the thing. The premise of it was excellent. Like I said, it was a fresh take on Beauty and the Beast. But then whoever was handed that project made absolute shambles out of it. I don't even think the premise was even that good. It's it's pure something that, I'll be honest, the three of us could probably think of a similar enough premise. I'm going to just take one glance behind me at my Blu-ray collection and I bet you I can come up with a better premise in 30 seconds than this film. But you see, the purpose of the podcast Ghost, is not... Ghostbusters the musical. I haven't right? seen that. Yeah, but would you be intrigued? Absolutely not. I hate, I hate Ghostbusters. Okay, okay. All of them. Fair, fair, fair. But like that, I do think it's an undercooked idea. It is just... If it's in the hands of this director, you're supposed to be driving this project on. You're supposed to be seeing what what's my first act, what my second act, what my third act is like. Um, I know, Key, you brought up a point of the ending, the, the kind of quick cut ending. I couldn't have been happier with that quick cut of like, thank God it's over. Um, it kind of felt like it didn't really know what it wanted to end with, if it even wanted to end at all. And yeah, I mean, you know, I've said it in a, a previous episode, an ending... A good ending can stick with you. An ending can repair an okay film. If it's got a really good ending, it might be a much better... Oh, this wasn't so bad Um, in in the end. If it's a eh, ending and the film was only okay otherwise, it just falls into that forgetful, you know. It, it's completely forgettable. And there's not really much more about it. And for me, just... You know, for somebody that has a great passion for, you know, detailed direction, focused direction, skillful direction. This just had nothing, like absolutely nothing to the point where if I saw this director's name come up again, I'd be kind of like, am I doing something wrong to not be able to get in with this? Uh, yeah, I think actually to add on to your point, if you want to look like you're saying if we pretend this was going to be big and what it was going for. Uh, funny enough, a while back we saw a film called <clears throat> Sing a Bit of Harmony. And I called that Anime Tries to Do Disney. Mm-hmm. And I think that film did Disney way better than this film did. And that's also not over two hours. It's been under, but I think that was much better for its runtime. It definitely did. It definitely did. It was, you know, that's a kind of a film where 
it kind of knew the object it, like it knew what it needed to do it knew what it set out to do and it did it it didn't want to like reinvent the wheel to the point of like oh wow look what we're doing now oh wow it's beauty and the beast but it's online who cares who cares these stories are a classic for a reason if you're going to try and reinvent them freshen the idea up it doesn't need to be it's online oh cool it's like hey they've released a new barbie oh cool what what she like she's got a hat a new hat but it's the same barbie yeah but it's a new hat what does the new hat do oh just you know makes her hair look a bit better or worse but it's barbie with a hat this film definitely felt like it's beauty and the beast okay cool yeah it's the, the classic but with what? It's on. It's an online world. Ooh. But you see, with the kind of the online aspect of it, maybe it was trying to to take the classic tale and say it through the lenses of contemporary audience. And obviously, what that contemporary audience recognizes is the online presence. Then you had the kind of the coming of age more let's say, more grounded, more contemporary, again, more contemporary take on the old tale. But again, has it worked? Uh, I think you could use this online aspect and get your message quicker, though. Because that's one big downside to this. It lingers in its online world so much where you're kind of like, is this, like, is there a human aspect to this? So in that case, do you think that the movie had too many ideas that they were trying to package into like a story or or a movie and then eventually they got lost in it? I feel like there's two ideas in there. There is the, as we said earlier, the the trauma story and there is the online diva story, the online world and all of this. I think lose one or the other. And you may get a better film. I think you could replace the online world with a more human, personal story. And it gets you to that trauma point a lot smoother. If you remove the trauma side of things, then you're kind of nearly, you know, styling up Beauty and the Beast. You're not making in this kind of classical, you know, rags to riches, castles and old-timey feeling to it then what is your rating is it a see it maybe see it or don't see it for a bell it's a it's a don't see it absolute waste of time it's a don't see it for the simple reason that there's a much better film out there and it's called beauty and the beast and you're wondering oh which one oh is he gonna say the emma watson one i'm like it's both of them they're both way better films with a much better structure of a story so Bell is a don't see it for me and I said I go last so I'll follow up on that promise for me this film the most optimistic of optimistic would be the lowest lowest possible part of a maybe see it and that would be in the case of if you really want to see an anime movie and nothing better to do you could throw this on but I could also say don't see it and you wouldn't be missing out much either. So you need uh, to decide. It's either a maybe see it or don't see it. You can't have it in between. It's either mm. one or the other. We have yep. three tier system. Just pick one. 
I said the optimistic and what was the realist answer? The realist answer. Don't be a politician. Just just rip yeah. that band-aid. Yeah. Uh consider some words I'm gonna say in a bit while I'm gonna put it as a don't see it. Yay! So that could possibly be our first collective don't see it across the board. Um yeah, so that is Bell. Um yeah, uh, look, if you do catch it somewhere, as we've said, don't see it. You know, there is better films out there. There is better anime films out there. There is better tragic anime films out there. There's better romantic anime films out there. And, as I said, there's at least two better versions of Beauty and the Beast out there. This film was not as strong as other films that I have seen recently, even in cinemas, in terms of an animated film, so... I'm going to give you two strong recommendations of films that came out in the last couple of years to try and catch online. They are The Tunnel to Summer, The Exit of Goodbyes, and the other one is Suzume. I still enjoy little bits of this belting, but those are much, much stronger films to watch. And if someone doesn't really watch anime films, Bell is not going to convince you. Those other two films at least have a chance. So... That has been another episode of Let's See It Sure. Uh, Thank you for listening as always. And wherever you are listening, good night, good afternoon, good morning, goodbye.